I should have I should have been a wrestler. I would have been the greatest heel of all time. <laughs> we got we got a good heel faction going on right now. Yeah, speaking of heels, Mister, what 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 what's the Akatsuki? I don't know. What, I don't know the reference here. I'm like, oh my god! How do you pronounce it? The Akatsuki. Is that how you actually pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I was in a group. I was in a group that was named that. That we just posted random bullshit in. And I was like, he just he's never seen Naruto. Okay. Never seen Naruto. Naruto is Naruto. It's the funny way some kids run. I don't even know what it's about. Count me down, you're making me mad. Just just shut the fuck up. Count count me down. <laughs> I'm glad we're recording so y'all can see what the fuck I have to work with. Bro, you think fucking GT's better than Super. Don't come at me. Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another great night to be discussing other people's excellence. I'm the upper brother one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. And we're two guys that love discussing other people's excellence. Charles is not being excellent today because he once again told on himself and let us know that he's an uncultured swine. Uncultured swine. Bro, whenever you're ready to get hated by the internet for saying GT is better than super, we can do this whole uncultured swine argument because I didn't I don't know. Certain animes that you really like. No, 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 no. Say it. Say it. This is a football podcast. Say it on wax. What I already it? did in the opening. Yeah. Uh-huh. Naruto. He does not know Naruto. I just want to show, it's, just the way, it's the way people run when they have their arms back, right? What is this show about? We talking football. I ain't doing this with you. See, you got me in like my Stephen A mode. I'm just like, ooh, that's all Stephen A does. Ooh, he makes sounds now. He doesn't even commentate. He doesn't even, he doesn't even say shit. He, he got mitigated calls. God damn it. Anyway, football. <laughs> shit. Week six. I'm not cursing over this. <laughs> it just makes me so fucking mad. Week six is in the books. Why are we doing this? I'm going to bitch about the Giants. I'm going to bitch about uh, the whole situation that is the Giants. We'll get into other football stuff, but I need to complain about my goddamn New York football Giants because the narrative the last couple of days, since Sunday more or less, especially around here in the tri-state area, is is Joe Judge on the hot seat in a nutshell. That's what the narr- that's what the conversation is about regarding my team. And he is, in, the, in my opinion, in the context that – Dave Gettleman should be fired, and usually when the GM goes, that means that the head coach should go. That's just how football works. The GM, the new GM wants to keep the head coach, more power to him. He didn't have enough time, so we, so then Joe Judge should stay. That's my personal opinion. If we get a new GM, that GM's like, hey, I like Joe Judge. He's going to stay at least one more year. I'd be fine with it. But with that being said, Dave Gettleman is 16-38 and 38 as Giants general manager. Let me repeat that. 16 wins. 38 losses. That is not one season, or is it? Oh, I think it might be one season of d- double-digit wins. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. Nope. 
No, I'm not saying I don't think so. 2018, five wins. 2019, four wins. 2020, six wins. Ooh. And then this year, at the the fourth out of five years, the Giants have started one and five. So everyone's like, oh, well, injuries. The Giants have a lot of injuries. So obviously you can't you know, judge Dave Gettleman off this job because look at all the injuries the Giants have. Oh, yes. And that's why the Baltimore Ravens are one and five because they had 20 fucking injuries before the season started. That's why they're one and five. Because they lost everybody, right? Oh, no, they're not. Why? Because they have a good team that's built. They have a competent GM down to the head coach. No disrespect to Joe Judge. I liked them last year. You heard my praises. I have not seen anything to make me happy this year. That being said, fire Jason Garrett. Because if I don't like what I'm seeing on offense, the defense looks like they're trying to play. The offense looks abysmal. You're going to tell me, well, look at all the injuries to the wide receivers. And that's where I tell you, you're right. There are injuries. But if we were a good team, we'd be the Ravens, who lost all their running backs and still have a running game. But we're not. Want to know why? Because even with all these top picks, four fucking years of top picks, what do we have to show for it? If our first guy gets hurt, nothing. What is the general manager's job? Me and you can pick in the top 10 every year. It doesn't matter how you do in the first top 10 overall picks. It matters how you do in all the other subsequent rounds. It matters who you're picking in the third round. It matters who you're picking in the fourth round. Now, granted, I like Darnay Holmes. I like some of the things Dave Gettleman has done with the defense. You know I wasn't a fan of, of getting rid of Landon Collins, but uh, Jabril Peppers has stepped up, and I'm a fan of Jabril Peppers. Everything he's done with the secondary, I'll give Dave Gettleman his due. He improved the worst secondary in the league. So instead of being 32nd, what are we, 26th? Ooh, great improvement after four fucking years of really high picks and a lot of money to give around, but that's not good enough. This team isn't good enough. Leonard Williams is the highest paid player on the Giants, and he's fucking upset that the Giants fans are booing. Tough shit. Be better. And that sucks because it's not on the D-line. The D-line, the defense has played, all things considered, decent to well this season. This last week against the Rams, getting embarrassed. The Giants are not not in the conversation with the Rams, and that's what is, is so disheartening. I know they're a better team. We weren't even competitive. We look like Rutgers playing Texas A&M or Alabama out there. No, we look like Rutgers playing Ohio State this year out there, and that's unacceptable. That's completely unacceptable. I do not like this. It's been a decade. I'm not the, the fan that's going to constantly live in the past, I was thinking about getting my Giants jacket out that has uh, all, all, all four Super Bowls on it so I can look like a Giants fan as I'm completely burying this team this year. But at the same time, Black's more more apropos because it's a fucking funeral. The season's dead already. Like, there's nothing here. If, don't get me wrong. You said, what if they turn it around? If if they turn it around, if somehow in six more weeks we, we'd hit 500 amazingly or some shit like that, more power to Joe Judge. You know what I mean? Like that his, his job is safe. But regardless, we need a new GM because it is unacceptable that we lose what? We lose our number one wide receiver. Sterling Shepard's playing now. So he's he's arguably the number two. I think Slayton's still hurt. And and Tony apparently got hurt. I, I missed the moment that happened this weekend. It's not like I have a great fond memory of this weekend. So sorry if I don't remember every single play. But okay, so every single one of his first round picks look good if it's if it, all health not uh, withstanding right and here we are 
four, three, four years later, and the Saquon pick, which I supported, doesn't look like the right pick at all. Now, does it, Brett? And does everybody it? that's going to tell me that it's injuries, it's injuries, it's injuries. Well, for all the Lamar Jackson haters out there, would the Giants be better if we drafted Lamar Jackson? I, I, I see him working with an injured team. I see him balling out with an injured team. Like, so what, what are we talking about? The rest of that draft looks fine, and, and it sucks because Saquon's hurt. You know, like, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? It's not, nothing against him. He's hurt. Injuries suck, but injuries happen, and injuries are part of this game. So injuries can't be. What? Injuries happen, and on top of that, like I said at the time, you don't draft a running back when you need offensive line and you need a new quarterback and you need all that stuff because you're going to waste his best years and he's probably going to wind up banged up and hurt. Which is what ha- which what ha- what has had happened to Saquon Barkley, um, because when you're getting touched that many times and you're hit that many times and you're running on your you know jumping over people all the time and landing awkwardly and hurting your ankle and hurting your knee and hurting your ankle again, this is what happens. Um, they they were not the Cowboys who already had a great offensive line and a, and a quarterback that just needed a running back and got Ezekiel Elliott at four. They were a team that needed a whole lot, and they decided instead of addressing those needs, they take a, a, a running back who we all agree was a generational talent. And so nobody argued taking a generational talent. We argued, is it smart to take that generational talent when he plays a position that is so – uh, incumbent on everything else being successful for him to be successful. That's the issue. And doesn't have a, a long lifespan. So it's not like, okay, we have a running back now, even if it takes five, six years to get everything else together, he'll still be great. No, unfortunately for running backs, five, six years from now, their careers are probably over. So they have a very short lifespan in the NFL, especially when you don't have good complimentary pieces to keep them freaking healthy during that time. Yes. So, and that's on Dave Gettleman. And no, no. And then what's even more on Dave Gettleman is that I defended that pick. I, I'll, I will die on this hill, right? I'm not going to take it back. Like, Oh, I said something else. No, I defended the Saquon pick. I like the Saquon pick and it has not worked out these years later. Now we're coming up to having to resign him. The fan in me wants him to be a giant for life. The realist in me knows that's not going to happen. That's not that's not what's in the cards right now. The only way the Giants get good is a whole fire sale at the at before this trade deadline. I don't know why Evan Ingram is still a giant. Don't know. We were sold a bill of goods with him. You heard the hype too. You live around here that he was supposed to be this next great t- tight end. He was supposed to be this next big offensive weapon. The second coming of Jimmy Graham in his prime, essentially, but but just as athletic, yada yada yada. Yeah, he doesn't look the part, but he he he's he's the next, he's the new type of tight end, that hybrid that you need. Right, he was supposed to be like he's a tight end, but he's really another wide receiver. Yeah, That's and he's he, not. He, he's he's not reliable. Um, I, I I remember more of his drops than catches, which is never what you want from any offensive weapon. So I would I would have he's traded him. Guy that's always hurt, and then when he is playing, he's inconsistent. He's like Eric Ebron for the Steelers. Like the talent is there, you see it, and sometimes he makes spectacular catches. But then there's other times he drops the the easy ones at really, really, really bad times in the game. He's Eric Ebron. If the Lions imagine the Lions kept Eric Ebron and he was still a Lion, that's yeah. what Evan Ingram is. Evan Ingram should be on his second or third team by now, and right. and for his own good. 
because the 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 the, the Giants and I, and I love Eric Ebron. I was happy when the Steelers got him. That's what they need. But again, he's unreliable in terms of he's been he's been healthy for the most part. But like when he it's not it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when he drops a pass and when he drops a pass, it always seems to be at the most crucial times. Like, bro, if you were ever going to catch one, we need you to catch that one. The, the, the Eagles game last year. That's literally the moment where I, I feel like Giants Nation, right, as a whole said, all right, we're done with you. Because all we needed was a first down and you were wide open and you didn't catch it. You're, you are the tight end. For better or for worse, tight ends are like the third down running backs. We might not use you every play. On third down, we need you to be ready. And it always seems like 88 is not ready. So Barkley, Ingram, probably Sterling Shepard. It sucks because you've heard me over the years. I've, I've, I've switched on Sterling Shepard. I was never really big on him for the last couple of years. Dude can ball. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's a great number two. That's how I feel about him. I don't even want, I don't want that to be insulting. I don't think he, he on a Super Bowl team he's your best wide receiver, but I think a Super Bowl team if he he could be your second uh, wide receiver because if he's not getting double team he is a threat. If he's playing the slot he is a threat. So I think everybody besides Thomas, DJ, and Tony are likely to be shopped, and that doesn't mean they're safe. That just means they're the three that are most likely to survive the wholesale. And that and that's not even true considering if somebody needs a quarterback, I don't know who would want to trade for Daniel Jones. As the term. That's the only reason he's not a bigger consideration because Kadarius Tony seems like we could flip him for more than what we spent on him, at least from, from how he's played the first six weeks. So that's where I'm at right now. You wanted you you saw a lot of oh, we should fire Joe Judge. And from my viewpoint, like I'm the one on Giants Reddit. I'm the one, you know, in the Giants sphere. No one's that mad at Joe Judge. They're just not sold on him, and he's, he's that casualty. Like, Giants fans as a whole are sick of being told, yeah, we're going to suck this year, so just wait till next year. It's been almost a decade of that. Like, yeah, but, so I, and I said this in the text message yesterday. My thing with that is I feel like you're, you guys are falling into the bad organization tactics which are reshuffling every few years and never building anything and never being patient with anything. So even now you're talking about trading Kandarius. Tell me he's a rookie who has not even played six games in, but because he's playing well, it's like, well, he's one asset we could get something for. So let's trade him. Oh, I don't want to, but I, I, no, I, no, I, I know you don't want to. I know you don't. What I'm saying is. We're talking about getting rid of now. Me and you will both agree. If your new GM, if you we both agree that one David Gellman's probably he needs to be done. We agree on that. He's had enough time, four years is enough time, mm-hmm. especially when you're t- drafting in the top 10 every year. Um, so we agree on that. We agree that if a new GM comes in and says, Look, I want my guy, then fine. That's nothing. I'm I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is I don't think the Giants should fire Joe Judge before they even get a new GM. I would keep Joe Judge. If the new GM is, comes in and says, hey, I want my guy, then you do that change. If your new GM says, hey, I'll, I like Joe Judge, let me see what he can do, I think that's fair. It's, he's only been in the league for not even a year and a half yet. No, I agree. I'm with you. I, me and you are, are pretty much in lockstep with how we think the, the next couple steps should go. I, I don't disagree with that at all. 
So pretty much when we were texting, we were agreeing. We were just thinking the other ones was saying at different times because I'm with you. I don't want to see Joe Judge gone just so Mara and Gettleman can promote Jason Garrett to head coach. I don't want that. That's exactly what would happen. And that's exactly what I don't want to happen. If I'm firing anybody in the coaching staff, sorry, it's because as a fan, I've seen you too much. Jason Garrett is gone. That's how I feel. That's personally, that's a hundred percent fan. Not me as a journalist, but as me as a Giants fan, Jason Garrett needs to go. I don't, I'm not there with Joe Judge. Emotionally speaking, I don't feel, oh, God damn it, Joe, you need to go. I'm, I, I am saying he's closer to hot seat than, than, than being safe just because I don't see enough. I don't like all that fake play, Patriots way bullshit only works if you're winning. I don't care that, that, that about all that. No, it, all right, but here's, here's, here's to be fair, right? Again, it only works to be, to be winning. But again, you guys don't have any receivers. I told you on the phone, me and you about to strap up and see if we can run some routes next week. And by, and by fact, I played football last 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 Saturday. I can't run routes anymore. I'm 30. My legs are still on fire. Um, yes. so the point the point I'm not, the point I'm making is. Y'all don't have any weapons. Yeah, but that's on the GM, and I, that's all. That's what I mean. Like I'm not saying but, we need but, to. Hold on, even but even that, I don't think any team is surviving. Your top four guys not playing right now. Yeah, and but you, that's but but even if we say the Ravens with running backs, but again, running back is different from receiver. But but hold on, but yeah, receivers has more depth than the, in the NFL. There's more receivers than there are running backs. Like we not, should not great, not good or great receivers. Okay, but we're not a good or great team with everybody healthy. Like, to be honest with you, so the first couple of weeks when we were getting our asses kicked, we only were missing one person on offense, give or take Saquon and or Galladay. Like, don't get me wrong, Galladay looks like a good right. So, So, again, but again, here's the, here's the issue, right? We know this team wasn't a Super Bowl contender. We knew that going into the season. Nobody was arguing. Yeah, but, we, but, but the team should be or should have been better than one and five. Super Bowl contender? Hell no. But – the, the 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 games that we we shouldn't be sitting here at one and five knowing the season's over because that's the difference too. It's not the one and five even like the Lions had where it's just like one week after another. It's just the most unlucky shit happening. That's not the case. At most, the Giants have one more win right now, and it, and it's against the Washington Football Team. That's it. Okay, and, and, give us you know if you, if you can go through the, all the games. Sure if y'all would have pulled out the Falcons win, which you could have, and if you would have pulled out the Washington win, which you could have, and you were three and three, how would you feel? I would still feel like I would honestly be on here, and you'd be saying I'm being negative because I'll be saying this is saving Gettleman's you know time with the Giants. If we go, if we just straddle five hundred. The Maras are keeping Gettleman. But like, but, uh, but who? Uh, I guess my question is, what other what other wins did you expect? Oh, no, 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 no. That's a, I'm, that's what I'm agreeing. I'm just being honest with you. I, I know. I, I I'm just being saying that's how I think I'd be thinking at three and three. If we were three and three right now, I'd be giving Joe Judge his due respect for getting to three and three, considering all the bad we've seen because we have seen some good. Daniel Jones. Everybody knows it's not like I, I've been waving this dude's pom pom since he got drafted, but like I was critical of him about three weeks ago. He's been good, not great as some Giants fans keep acting like what great is, but he's been good. He certainly hasn't been the problem. Now, now, granted, this past weekend the, the turnovers are back. You're 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 playing Aaron Donald and, and the Rams, so you know which give or take there. Uh, I'll be I'll be fair. You're allowed a bad game. You're allowed a bad game. Yeah. 
and and that's my problem. That's but that's my problem too because I know running backs aren't wide receivers. Trust me, I get that. I really do. We watched Sam, uh, Sam Darnold and the Jets with no weapons and understood it wasn't Sam Darnold. So I'm not blaming Daniel Jones for every single play, but like to give Daniel Jones some props, he's making plays happen. In certain cases, making plays happen, but the wide receivers are also running the routes. Mm-hmm. And it's not like these are hardcore routes. You know what I mean? I, I guess my, I guess my, I guess the point I'm making is this wasn't a great team to begin with, and then when you add on injuries, it makes it that much harder. Like you, they're one of those teams that y'all can't afford injuries, even to one player, because in order for y'all to win, everything has to go right. You have to be able to run the ball well with Saquon. You have to hit. Your, your big plays. Evan Ingram has to catch the ball. Your defense has to play at their best. And you're still probably going to come down to field goals to win the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, you guys just aren't a complete team. You have, no, we're not a good team. That's my point. That's why it's on Dave Gettleman and not on Joe Judge. I just, yeah. Joe, just within me, is Joe Judge going to be a casualty of the ineptitude and, and, and complete lack of, you know, vision by the Giants? Probably. The Giants aren't good. Ownership is living in the past. When I'm saying living in the past, I don't even mean living it within 2011, like the shit they pulled with Eli and drafting Barkley. I mean, living in the past, like they only look for familiar familiarity and nostalgia. From Gettleman, oh, well, he was a giant one, so we'll go back to him. There wasn't even a real search for, for, for our general manager. They just went back to the well. Why is Jason Garrett our offensive coordinator? He's familiar. They just went back to the well. It's a vanilla offense. It's old school, ground and pound. You know, well, well, three yards in a cloud of dust, but we'll have, you know, some creative play. Those aren't creative plays. They were creative plays back in the 90s. Look at it. Look how the Cowboys look without Jason Garrett. Same team, with the exception of like one or two rookies. Same fucking team. And they look amazing. So, why did you look at that guy and go, yeah, his offense should be our offense? We whooped that offense's ass when we were, had no defense. So I have no faith in the Giants to pick a good general manager. I'm saying, but we need a good general manager. You're saying, well, you're falling in the trap of bad teams. Well, to be fair, two incarnations of this bad team, the Pat Shermer and the Joe Judge, are all under the same GM. McAdoo was the last guy. And guess what? Reese wasn't a good GM. So I haven't had a good GM. The Giants haven't been a good team. This is where at least you can see the consistency in me, guys, that this is why us Giants fans defended Eli this much. That's the best way I could put it. Because everyone's like, oh, well, anybody with this team, anybody. No, not anybody. Like I saw, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm pissed because the Giants forced him back out so soon. I did not want to watch Mike Glennon against the Rams on Sunday, but why the hell was Daniel Jones out there? Why the hell are there QB sneaks? The dude was rocked. He should be missing three games. Like as a human being, I know that, but he's not. He got rushed back to the point where the media was questioning Joe Judge saying, oh, we don't know when Danny's coming back. And they're like, he's out there practicing. And he didn't know. That's the level of ineptitude I'm talking about when it comes to the Giants. That, that even the guy that I'm not sold on, and I'm like, hey, we should try to protect him. They're not even doing that right. And he's not Eli. Like, Eli, to his credit, played hurt to where we couldn't tell exactly when he was hurt. Maybe, you know, a couple of years from now, he'll finally tell us which one of those games he was dealing with something. Because there's no way he, he walked away with no injuries in that amount of time 
But already Daniel Jones hasn't played a full season. Already he has not yet played a full season. So when people are like, are you sold on Daniel Jones? No. And and it's not and for no other reason than I don't know if this dude's gonna be able to stay on the fucking field, especially with a team made by uh Gettleman. Because not like the we're in year eight of the offensive line rebuild. Year eight. So so you're talking about oh, you just keep flipping it over every couple of years. I guess because it's not working. Like, like this isn't the old NFL where you give the coaches five years. This isn't. No, I, I get that. But I guess what I'm saying, I've seen the Browns have turnover every year, every two years. I've seen Brooke, the Brooke just got his ring. I'm sorry. Nice. I've seen, I've seen uh, the Lions have a new coach every year, every two years. Like when, when you're one of those abysmal teams that are always bad, this is what you do. You're impatient. You press, you press the reset button every time it doesn't, you know, go your way. And it's an, you know, it's a cycle of ineptitude. And I get it. It's been like this way before Gettleman. And I'm and like I said, Gettleman has had way, way more than enough time to say, all right, you're not helping us. That offensive line is still not any better. Uh, the quarterback you drafted doesn't seem to be great. Although none of those quarterbacks from that draft class seem to be great. But again, you are the guy that picked a running back in a class that had all the quarterbacks and you could have had everyone except for Baker. Well, Gettleman, Gettleman has been here half the time because if you want to play the game of, Oh, well, you've been changing quarterbacks or I mean, uh, changing head coaches over and over and over again. It went Coughlin, McAdoo, Shermer, judge. Mm -hmm. Those are two GMs. Jerry Reese and McAdoo are out the door after the bullshit they pulled. And, and and we you know we can redissect that all we want, but that was five years ago. So if we're talking the last ten years of of, of trash, Gettleman has had his time to build a better team. Has right, he- that's what I'm saying. Gettleman, I'm not I'm not arguing Gettleman. Gettleman has had more than enough time, especially with the draft capital that he has had and the cap space capital that he has had to put to put a better product out there. He and, and Pat Shermer was not the answer. So, like, I understand what you're saying. You needed time to build. Joe judges that conversation. Pat Shermer right, had enough time. I'm, 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 and that's what I'm saying. I'm only having this conversation about Joe Judge. This all started because you sent me that Reddit poll. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy, though. And it overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, people said fire Joe Judge. And I'm like, really? This is what we're doing? Just last year, we were all singing his praises six games into this year. So not even half of the year later, he's he's got to go with all the injuries, with everything that's going on. And that's when I'm saying now y'all starting to sound like a really bad fan base and a really bad organization because you're ready, ready to pull the plug every time something doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. That's all I'm talking about. Gentlemen, yes. He's been there way long, long enough. He's had plenty. Listen, I'm ready to get rid of my GM. I think Kevin Colbert needs to go. He's part of the problem. Um, and, and what the Steelers are dealing with, because we've had way too many wasted draft picks over the last decades. This team should be much better off than where it is now. That's neither here nor there. We'll talk about the Steelers later. Um, but I, I just think that the Giants, I know it's, I, I get it. I get it. It's frustrating. Being one in five is terrible. I think I just saw a stat today. You guys are like nine and twenty six since two thousand seventeen at home, which is the worst. Yeah, we're the worst in the NFL. Um, we are. We are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I think over the last five years, you have the combined worst record in the NFL, which is crazy because at no time did you guys have like the number one pick or anything like that. No, but we had the two like, or the six, right, or the three or whatever. Like it's it's because you know, our like, our wins came on the road. 
Right. Like, so it's it's just one of those things where, again, I get it. I get it. It is frustrating as all hell. But you don't. Do. You have Mike Tomlin. I don't want to hear that bullshit. I don't. You do not know what it's like. You have you have an abundance of riches in your life when it comes to the Steelers because the worst seasons you've had to deal with. This is why your division hates you so much. Because you're like, oh yeah, it's been a struggle these last couple of years, only making it to the divisional round. And there's other teams that are like, I just want to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, like, like you have the Lions, like the like Lions fans that are like, what's a playoff win? You have Bengals fans that are in college that are like, we were in the playoffs and won a game. Like the Browns lost their damn team in your lifetime. And you're going to sit here and like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sick of my GM. Too many great players we've been supplying to the league in the last decade or so. Like, yeah. well, Kevin, listen, Kevin Colbert has been done a terrible job. I will, I will say that. You really especially, think he's done a terrible job? Yes, especially with first round picks. Absolutely, absolutely. What are some I, of his notable first round picks? Because I'm in Giants mode right now. Man. That 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 bad ones. Just whatever his first round picks, like the one of the ones that like that are really bad. Jarvis Jones. Ryan Shazier, I don't count because he got hurt. Uh, Bud Dupree, those are three years in a row. Neither one of those guys are on the team anymore. Yeah, Bud, Bud Dupree's a Titan now. Uh, uh, Artie Burns. Uh, Sean Davis was a second-round pick safety. He's no longer in the league anymore. Um, uh, Edmonds, our safety now, he's not going to be on the team anymore after next year. He sucks. We, we've had a lot of bad picks in the first and second rounds that have cost this team uh our defense finally got good but that's because we had to use picks like tj watt and others to suck them to circumvent bad picks from the from the past so that's why our o-line isn't good because we never got a chance to draft depth at the o-line and we were too busy fixing the defense so by the time the defense are finally good now our offensive line sucks <laughs> Speaking just, of, wait hold on speaking of your Steelers, though because you guys won again Yep, we won again. Mm-hmm. I told you we would. Barely, but we won. So? Here's his thing. I'm happy because at the end of the day, nobody wants a losing season. And But my fear is, once again, we're going to go like 9-8, and eight, whatever. Either barely miss the playoffs or barely make the playoffs and lose in the first round. And we're kind of screwing ourselves here. Because like I said, I think we should sit Big Ben down. This was supposed to be the week, right? Everybody said week seven, week seven. That's when our buy happens. We sit Big Ben down, move on. Well, we won two in a row, and we still have winnable games on the schedule. We still play the Lions. We still play the Bears. We still play uh, – I forgot who else. We still have winnable games on our schedule. The Browns? The Browns right now because they're all hurt. Yeah, we still have – we still twice. We still have winnable games on our schedule. We still have a lot of losable games. We still got to play the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Ravens twice and – Cincinnati again and uh, so we definitely have some losable games as well but we but we have some winnable games too so again we're going to be in that divisional race we're going to be in the wild card race and it's just like we're going to go for it because you should go for it because again if you make the playoffs anything can happen it's one game right a bad call here a hurt player there a lucky bounce there you're both fans of teams that won Super Bowls off being the wild card Right, exactly. We were the first team to, to win as a six seed in 2005. So you go, if you can make the playoffs, you try to make the playoffs because from there, it's just a luck roll of the dice, really. Um, so you're going to go for it. And 
I I'm happy for Big Ben that he's going to that he's going to finish out his career cuz you don't want to see that. Again, I don't think he sucks. Like our offensive line was just bad and he couldn't do it. But to be fair, our offensive line has looked better these last 2 weeks. We've been able to run the ball the last 2 weeks. Two weeks ago, uh, Najee Harris had his first 100-yard game. He had 81 yards like last week. Beast. Yeah, he had 81 yards on Sunday night against the Seahawks. Like, we're looking like that young group is looking like they're finally figuring out how to run the ball effectively. But how fugazi is the win? Like, I want, I'm asking. This isn't just me. I'm not talking shit. I'm asking Steelers, you, the Steelers fan, the Steelers fans listening. I know you beat who is in front of you. We played that game last year, and I'm not one of those haters. Ten wins are ten wins, no matter how you get those ten wins. But there has to be some type of reservation to beating the Seahawks with no Russell Wilson. Of course. Like, you should have beat that game. Like, right. like, I don't care. I'm one of the people that didn't think the Steelers were that good. And even I was like, there's no reason you should lose this game. You're, you're, you're going to lose to Geno Smith. No disrespect, Geno, but come on. No, no, but that's, my, but that's my point. And like I said, we have winnable games. Like, we play the Vikings – we have a bye this week. We, have, we play the Vikings next week. That's a winnable game. I, I believe it's out. The Vikings, you know, the Vikings are one of those teams that they can win that game against the Steelers. They, they can, but, like, the way they're playing this year, it's like, it's, like I said, it's a winnable game. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I know. I get what you mean. I know you're not hating on the Vikings. Especially since, again, we have been able to run the ball more effectively the last two weeks. And if we're going to be able to run the ball, we're a much better offense. Ben Roethlisberger looks like an NFL quarterback again. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he looks like he's an NFL quarterback. And why? Because play action is working. Why? Because you're running the ball, so you can't just. Because Najee Harris looks like a solid pick. Right. Well, I mean, okay, cool. No, but, I'm being serious. I'm just happy. I got him in no, fantasy, too. And, and, and Najee Harris has worked out well, and I did not for the life of me. I, I, so, Kevin Colbert, right? All of our first round, first four picks look great so far. Najee. Pat Fryer move looks like he's the next Heath Miller. They already love him in Pittsburgh as a tight end, who's our second round pick. Uh, we, ha- we have a new center, who is our third round pick. We have a new left tackle, who is our fourth round pick. All these guys look good so far, especially with the last two weeks with that offensive line. So good job, Kevin Colbert. Good job. Um, I still think he put the cart before the horse, but so far, right now, at least in the last two weeks, it looks like it's finally working because that young offensive line is starting to gel. And if by the end of the year, if that offensive line looks good and we can run the football and we can still play defense, then guess what? Then we are in a good spot to say, you know what, maybe we do take a flyer on a quarterback this year and see if we can you know, snag a, a hidden gem. I don't know. I don't know. But again, I don't know who that would be. Uh, I, I think Spencer Rattler might have to stay in school and transfer. I don't know if he's going to be able to go, come out to the NFL anymore. I Lord knows I don't want to see him how. Um, and if we're in the middle of the pack, I don't I don't think Matt Corral or this kid from Liberty is going to be there either. So I don't know what we do at quarterback. Maybe it has to be Dwayne Haskins. But the point of the matter is, if our offensive line looks good, then fine. That's one less thing you got to worry about. Then you could get a wide receiver this year or you could get your cornerbacks this year and punt this decision till next year till you get your franchise quarterback. That's fine. Like that's a good problem to have, but it's still early and it's still only two games. Now, like I said, the only thing, the only thing that I like about what I've seen these last two weeks that we've been able to run the ball effectively. If we could run the ball effectively, big Ben still has the arm and the wherewithal to, to play good football and have a scoring points. And our defense is good enough. We're going to hold you to, to under 21 points most nights. 
Because of that, we should be in every game that we play. Whether we win or not depends on, you know, how well Ben plays or how well we run the football. But if we, if this offensive line is gelling and we can run the football, we will be in every game because our defense is that good when healthy. Great. I'm not, you know, I don't know if I could be excited about it. It's two games. We did barely beat the Seahawks team without Russell Wilson. Uh, we did let a Denver team that's been struggling come back on us. So it's not like we've blown those teams out where I'm like, oh, okay, we're looking really good. Like, no, we, you know, we could easily be one in five right now. So no, you're not. But real quick, let's stay with your game. Mm-hmm. Something happened with DK uh, Metcalf yeah. in the game. Yeah. What happened? So for those who didn't see the game, it was about 17 seconds left. They're driving down to kick the game time field goal to take it to overtime or, of course, get the game-winning uh, touchdown to win the game. 17 seconds left. DJ is, DK Metcalf is wide open. He catches it, looks at the out-of-bounds, and just decides, no, I'm going to keep running up the field to try to get extra yards or whatever the hell he was trying to do. He does that. He lets the corner come right up to him and punch the ball out. And luckily, Swain uh, dove on it. And luckily, they were able to run down and clock the ball with literally one second left. Shannon Sharp called him out for that because he was like, well, what, what were you thinking? Like, all of us were thinking, like, what was he thinking? He, you know, out of bounds, he had every, he was he did his job. He caught the ball, run out of bounds, stop the clock. Dude, you would have still had 15 seconds left. You could have probably had two shots at the end zone if you did that. Instead, he tried to turn up field. And then not only did he try to turn up field, I don't understand that you were right there on the sideline. As soon as you see somebody coming towards you, step out of bounds. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what he tried. I know he's bigger than everybody, but I guess he just thought he could run the dude over or whatever. And, and the corner, and I don't even know who did it, was smart enough to say, why well, tackle him? I'm just going to punch the ball out. And that's what he did. He punched the ball out. And if Swain waited an extra second before he got up off the ground to run to the middle of the field, they wouldn't have been able to even get a kickoff. Now, obviously they lost in overtime anyway, but that almost was a complete disaster. And for some reason, DK Metcalf got mad at Shannon Sharp for calling him out. Okay, real quick, because I got the I got the back and forth in front of me. Right, go ahead. So Shannon Sharp tweeted out, what was DK thinking? Why try to play hero ball in that situation? Doesn't seem that's literally what Brett just said in different words. That's what anybody watching that game in context or that play in context would think, right? That understands the game of football. But you don't got to play football to understand that in that situation. DK Metcalf quote tweets him and says, stop questioning me, little boy, laughing, crying emoji. Mm-hmm. So Shannon Sharp replies, because anyone that knows Shannon Sharp knows he's not going to bite his fucking tongue. (laughs) That's why we all love him. He said, nothing to question. That was, quote, dumbass, end quote, play, and your pride won't let you admit it. You can't question anything I've done. Pray your resume will be as complete as mine. Pray, all caps. Enjoy the rest of your day with the little praying emojis. And DK replies, from the looks of it, I can wipe my ass with, I can wipe my shit with yours. Because he did the poop emoji. I don't know what he's trying to say. Continue to gossip, you washed up wannabe. Now, before we continue and, and get into this back and forth, 
For those who don't know, maybe you're a little young, maybe you don't remember, or maybe you're just ignorant, like apparently DK Metcalf is to who Shannon Sharp is, because Shannon Sharp was a tight end, pretty much would be close to what DK is right now, because but Shannon Sharp was bigger. Shannon Sharp, if you don't know, is a three-time, three, three, one, two, three, 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 like, like the, 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 the end thing on my, my name, three. Time Super Bowl champion, three times Super Bowl champion, four times first team All Pro, eight time Pro Bowler, NFL 1990s All Decade team. He's in the Broncos Ring of Fame. He was on the Broncos 50th anniversary team. He's in the fucking Hall of Fame. One of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. Period. This is like a conversation. I saw that. And I, I, you know what I thought? I'm 32. I've been watching football for at least 20 years now, at least. And my first thought was when I saw that tweet, I was just like, is there another guy named Shannon Sharp? Because like <laughs> when he said, oh, you couldn't wipe my, my, my shit or whatever. I was like, I don't like, he can't be talking to like the Shannon Sharp, like the one that we know. Because <laughs> like, when he was winning those rings, I was like 9, 10. I remember Shannon Sharp. I remember he was one of the reasons I wanted the Broncos to win those bowls because I liked him. I liked John Elway. DK, I'm a fan. Like You balled in college. You've been good on the Seahawks. You ain't in the same tier as Shannon Sharp. You're not close yet, like at all. Yeah, and it's only his third year. He can get there, but... It, it does look and it and it looks bad because once again it seems like the younger player coming at the older player not respecting their elders and not respecting the fact like bro they paved the way for guys like you to play in this league. And Shannon Sharp is right. Like if he has half the resume that Shannon Sharp has, that he should be proud of his career. You know what I mean? Like Shannon Sharp is, you know, like we said, one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. And here, I think, and that's another problem too, right? It shouldn't even have to be about resume. Stephon Marbury questioned uh, Stephen A's resume when he was, you know, critical of Kyrie. And I hate when athletes do that because at the end of the day, when we're talking football or sports in general, you don't have to play at a high level to know the game. For some reason, athletes feel like, because I've done this at a high level, there's no way you can know how to play. No, no, no. Oh, well, one of the differences, and, and just for the like clarity, you're defending Stephen A in this, and I'm not, because how I took that situation, Stefan was talking about, literally talking about social issues and his inconsistency no, no, no. on yeah, that I topic. That. Right. No, exactly. And, I, and trust me, I'm not defending Stephen A because Stephen A is very hypocritical in what he says about Kyrie. But when people bring up the resume and stuff like that, I've always had a problem with that because it's like, do I have to play the game at a bad at a high level to know that that was a bad a bad no. mistake like, like no i like, don't get dk lashing out the way and he listen, did. I'll, I'll be the first to admit i didn't even play high school sports i'm not an athlete unfortunately i am not an athlete you know what i mean like i didn't even, i wasn't even good enough to play high school sports i i will never ever sit there and try to question somebody else's greatness compared to mine but again if we you know the situation and it's like, yo, man, go out of bounds. You're still at the whatever yard line with 15 seconds left. You could run two more plays that way. 
that's always the smarter decision than for you to turn up field and try to make a play. And then I can even see you trying to make a play, right? As soon as somebody gets even close to you, go out of bounds. Again, that's just common sense. And again, I get it. He did the moment. He's a competitor. He's trying to make the I, – I get all that. But you have to be able to admit that that was a bad play. And you shouldn't question somebody's resume uh, for questioning that. And I say, and I used to say that to, to guys in the NBA all the time. Like, yo, wait, do I have to play – I said, yo, if you're wide open, you're down by one, and you shoot a half-court shot and you clearly had enough time to go in for a layup, do I have to play the game at a high level to say that that was a bad shot? And they and they would all look at me like, oh, I'm like, no, no, no. I know it's an elementary example, but the point of the matter is it's still an example. Do I have to play in the NBA to say like, yo, hey, LeBron or Steph or Kyrie or any great player, that was probably not the best decision. This was the player equivalent of when um, the Jets were just playing prevent defense uh, last year. That, I think that's I think that was the team that was doing that. You're just playing prevent and they're marching down the field, and you're not going to change up your defense. Like, sometimes we just know what we're looking at because we've watched long enough. Because guess what, guys? None of this shit, it, it, it takes four years to understand. I'll put it like that. For all the people that think they're doctors online or, 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 or think they're historians online or whatever, right? Like, I, like, this isn't so, it. And, and there's a difference. So, like, the you know, the, the bar stool quarterback or the armchair quarterback, that's like, oh, my God, this guy sucks. I can make that throw. No, the hell you couldn't. Shut the hell yeah, up. Yeah, that's not this. This that's is literally different. situational. This is right. like. That, yeah, that is different. This those, is like fouling at the end of a basketball game. You right, know when those, to do it. Right. Those, those are the guys. I'm like, yo, shut up. If you can do it, you, would, you wouldn't be sitting here watching the game with me. You'd be on the field doing it. That's different. But again, situations like that where it's like, bro, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you should just walk out of bounds, you know, went out of bounds there. Like, so for him to try to come at Shannon Sharp and then it's like, bro, what are you talking about? You could wipe your ass with it. You mean he could wipe his ass with your resume? Because I hate to tell you this, brother, you haven't done nothing compared to what he's done yet. Again, I, get, I get it. You're, you're only in year three, but still. You ain't Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Not Shannon Sharp, my boy. Like, like, like you know, me and you sit here and talk shit. I'll put it like this. For all the shit I've talked about AB, right? Dude, that's like a, a, a consistent person I've talked shit about. I'm literally talking shit in the context of how great he is. Like, I'm not calling him a scrub. I'm saying he's not the greatest of all time. Like, think about what, like the context of what we're saying. So when we're talking about DK... And the shit you're saying to Shannon Sharma about your stupid play, like we watch Shackton a fool. Imagine if every time somebody on Shackton a fool was like, "Oh, you just don't know what you're talking about." What do you mean? You're <laughs> <just fucking> stupid. <laughs> like, right? If there was a Shackton a fool football football edition. That would imagine Javale McGee coming at Shaq like that. Uh, and he did, but still, no, he, he didn't did. come at him like that. Javel McGee didn't say, "Shaq, I, I, I can wipe your my ass with your resume." Right, right. No, Javel McGee was like, "Yo, can you please stop picking on me? Yeah, like, leave me alone. Right, leave me alone." I, I, it's like, bro, just admit you have made a mistake, bro. It's okay. You're like, it's okay. Like, if Swain did not get up when he did, y'all would not have even gotten a kickoff, and this would have been like the number one story of the week. You're lucky that you guys were able to kick the field goal and just lose in overtime because now it's like, okay, we don't even care. Like, that, 
And anyway, there's that. There's more important. Uh, not even. There's just other things to talk about. But week six, and we did our our fun little pretenders and contenders thing last week. And I called the Titans pretenders, and I think somebody on that team heard me because King Henry was running like the motherfucking MVP that I think I think he should have been last year. So yeah, thirty four thirty one. The primetime games this year have been Fuego. Fuego. Still my favorite is probably Raiders-Ravens from week one. That's probably my favorite game. That's my game of the year so far. But last night was not the night that I was the good husband to watch a movie. (laughs) Yeah, you missed the doozy. (laughs) I I didn't miss all of it. I didn't miss all of it. I was watching it on my phone. But it was like one of those games where I was kind of like, one hell just pull away. So I, I I don't I don't feel like I'm missing something. And you know how when Twitter's blowing up, and I was like, oh, I hope somebody did something stupid. I'm looking at it just like everyone's like, oh my god, this is fire. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like I saw the uh the, the 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 run live though, that 74 yard run he had. Uh King Henry ended up with a hat trick, which is just crazy because you know no respect towards running backs these days you know they're not worth a first round pick according to some people and i maintain that the titans would not be this team without derrick henry so for sure not it was it was another fantastic game derrick henry i call him the Giannis of the nfl because it's so weird he he does one thing he does it one really well but you can't stop it he just runs straight and he's just the greatest straight runner of all time and, and he's a tank with a motorcycle speed right and it's and because of that all it takes is one big run and it just galvanizes that team and it galvanizes him and it's like Giannis you could wall him off all you want you uh, eventually he's gonna get that that freaking three step euro step dunk on you and it's just gonna and it's just going to ignite that team and ignite him. And then he's just unstoppable. And it's the same thing with Derrick Henry. Uh, and that's no disrespect. Like, again, he's just unstoppable at what he freaking does. And they know that. So even when the run's not going well, they're like, no, we're going to keep running it. Because eventually you're going to screw up. We're going to get the matchup we want. And he's just going to blow right through you guys and go for a 50-plus yard run. And from there... It's gonna it's that gonna seventy-four yard run was ridiculous. He got past that the first ta- the guy trying to tackle him, and he burnt the secondary. That dude is just so big; it, it's ridiculous to even see a, to, to see how slow everyone else looked because he's so big. Your brain's like, okay, he's only going to be this fast, right? And to see how slow everyone else looked as he was running past them was just jarring. Because like Giannis, he's a freak, he's just a freak of nature. There, there's no re- I mean, it's funny because they they showed him dapping up. Um, I, I feel really bad. I forgot the guy's name. The, the D tackle that made the game winning tackle. This is a defensive tackle, by the way, and he's like the same size as him. I'm like, yo, what the freak is going on? This is a running back who is damn near the same size of a defensive tackle, and that was another turning point in the game. Well, this is the play that everybody's talking about, the fourth and one play. Josh Allen QB sneak when they had the game time field goal in their back pocket on four from inches. Do you run that? You know, it's the old adage on the road, you go for the win, right? I don't mind them going for the win. If they would have gotten it, they would have had a timeout. There still would have been like 10 seconds left and they probably would have, um, you, you probably, and they probably would have been able to get one throw to the end zone before having to kick the field goal. I don't mind them trying to go for it. Uh, 
he just slipped. It literally was that simple. The uh, They knew to play. They always tried to do that QB sneak to the left, so they were prepared for it. But then also he slipped. It's one of, I, I, and I hit, oh, I wanted to, uh, come on. And at the time, that was a good decision. Josh Allen's a big, strong quarterback who's good at running the football. He literally just slipped when he tried to get momentum. And he, he got no momentum. And, and the defensive tackle was right there to gobble him up. It was just a great defensive play. You, you sometimes just tip your cap to the other team and you say, good game. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want people to you know, overanalyze this and say, oh, man, hindsight 2020. I wouldn't have done that. Again, if you were that great of a coach, you'd be out there coaching and not watching the game. Well, I am that great of a coach, but I'm not coaching. <laughs> uh, what, so you, got, you said a couple of notes. We, we've kind of touched on a lot. Um, and uh, we touched on a lot passionately because you let me, you gave me at least a half hour to bitch about my giants. So I appreciate it. It's like therapy. I'm a, I'm a broke writer. Everybody. This is actually just my excuse to not go insane and talk into the ether. Um, but you sent me a note that just says Mahomes Jackson question mark. What does that mean? I don't know what you want me to talk about. Oh, Jackson Mahomes. Well, first of all, you skipped like two things. I, if Jackson- you didn't notice, I am literally not going in order at all. So. Oh, okay. Jack, so Jackson Mahomes is Pat Mahomes' younger brother. Oh, you're talking about that. My bad. I, I really thought I was like, what a weird way to say Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Like, you didn't even have a little slash. So my bad. Oh, that. Oh, fuck that kid. Only for his actions, you know, like not in life, just <laughs> for, his, for his action. I'm a Giants fan. And that pissed me off. Think about that, bro. I'm not even a Washington football fan. I am a rival of that organization. I am waiting right now, as we speak, for the FBI, whoever's investigating the Washington football team to come down with that dirt that destroyed John Gruden, to destroy Dan Snyder and all of those assholes in Washington and bring down that corrupt swamp of a piece of shit organization that the former Redskins are. So I have no love for the Washington football team. And that shit, when, when Jackson Mahomes, he did a TikTok and he danced on uh, Sean Taylor's, Sean Taylor. Yeah, Sean Taylor. Oh, okay. My brain just, I, I, I just got a headache. <laughs> uh, Sean Taylor's number. You danced on the 21. Number one, wasn't even a good TikTok dance. That pissed me off. Like, you're not good at it. Like, maybe you have better dances. Maybe there's better songs, but that TikTok sucked. And you're doing it disrespectfully as hell. He's not even alive, bro. You don't disrespect the dead. Like when Kyrie stomped on the Lucky logo, Lucky's not a person. That's not a person that's dead. It's not a person that's honored, you know, that's being honored that day. You stomped, you did a little stupid dance, this little terrible ass dance that doesn't even, it's not even a chance. If aliens came down, we would not show that as an example of dancing. Yeah, his excuse was, oh, well, this is where they had a standing. Yeah, bro, wait till you get to the booth. Wait till you get, and I know you he get he does it on every day, every every week he does his TikTok dances and everything. Like, bro, I, how old is he? He I think he's only 21. Only 21. Bro, you're fucking 21 years old. No one's asking you to dance. So you're you going, I, 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 that's where I was. And, and we're, oh, we're, aging, we're aging ourselves because we're, you know. You know I'm all for doing your social media stuff. Get your money. 
Like, I'm not a hater. If you're if you make money off TikTok, make your money off TikTok, bro. But there's a time and a place. I don't care if you're the number one TikToker on the planet. If you're if you're being disrespectful, if you're doing that shit in a funeral home, you're wrong. There's a time and a place. And, and we had to deal with this with Juju too, right? It's like, bro, these young kids now, they they just don't understand, like, yo, like you said, time and place. Time and place. Like at the end of the day, like it's cute, it's funny until you do it at the wrong time. And that's just not the right time to do that on his number on a day where they're trying to celebrate his life and his legacy. And I understand he's only 21. He was a baby when Sean Taylor died, right? Like that, you know, we, we kind of forget, like he has no, you know, history of Sean Taylor. Um, and so I get it, but it's like, bro, you, you gotta think better. And this is not the first time this, even this season that he's been a distraction for Patrick Mahomes. Apparently, him, apparently his brother and apparently his wife, every week it seems like these one of them is causing an off-the-field distraction either on Twitter or at the games. And it's just unfortunate. You know, a lot of times, I say a lot of times, like, it's, it's, who you, it's who you're with, right? Who are your people? Who's in your circle? Because those people uh, affect you. Um, again, we did this, we did the next part earlier. I said, yo, I got to be careful what I got to say, because I understand my words carry more weight because people know who I know. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't just tweet whatever I want to tweet. I remember Aisha Curry a couple of years ago when, when the Cavs won their, their championship, she got in trouble because she said, oh, the NBA is rigged. And it's like, bro, like you can't say that. Yeah. You're his- you're his wife. We're assuming you know things we don't know. You cannot say that because people are going to take that to heart. And you also sound hypocritical. So I'm like, wait a minute. So when the Warriors came back from 3-1 against the Thunder, the series before, it wasn't rigged then. Oh, but it's rigged now. And, the and, and back this looks the- like your Patrick Mahomes' brother is a bad look. Like, you could say the age thing, man. I'm 11 years older than this dude. So I understand I'm, I'm older. I understand that I have 11 years more experience at just dealing with people's bullshit than he does. With that being said, I'm not that experienced when it comes to just dealing with uh, the media as I could become a conversation point. I have no experience in that, but I'm fucking aware of it. I'm aware that me and you are just one bad sentence away from becoming viral for all the wrong reasons. And, and it's not like me or you have a, have a, have a, uh, like, you know, we're not, we don't have a medium where we're talking to millions of people. So if we were constantly, I mean, like if you, you know, but if I was around Kyrie as much as you've been around Kyrie, I wouldn't be TikToking even at 21 being disrespectful next to him. Yeah, not like, only that. like we know where these people come from because you know some it's 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 annoying because you know you you were raised better than that. Like we know where you come from. You you didn't come from the, a bad situation. You came your dad your dad played pro ball. Like you know better. You understand this shit. Like at least when people come from the hood or the streets or whatever, or come from a broken home and or whatever excuse you want to give them, there's that level of yo they're still a kid. They didn't they didn't fuck up yet. This is the fuck up. They're gonna have to learn from this moment. Dude, you know better. You had a, a dad that had to deal with this. And this is the same dude that poured water on a Ravens fan earlier this year when the Ravens beat the beat the Chiefs. 
Oh, bro, that's an ass beating. And 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 here and that's the thing. Like, my biggest thing is you're cashing checks that your brother has to cash. Yeah, you're writing, you're writing checks that your brother has to cash. Sean Taylor was a beloved figure in the NFL, and he's a defensive player. And, and by the way, your brother facing Chase Young. Can you imagine if Chase Young heard about this at like halftime or something? Just to say a word, just what we're doing. No, you're lucky that the, that the fucking Washington football team is under the microscope it's under right now, or your brother would have gotten hit dirty. Right. I was just arguing with my dad this season about how it's cleaned up. They don't really do those dirty hits like they used to do, like that old school, we're just going to get you back when we get you back type mentality. Like There's the Saints, a lot. Like, like, like the Bounty Gate Saints. Yeah. No, but Bounty, but Bounty Gate on a, on a, on a bigger macro level, but for smaller issues. Right, mm-hmm. just like oh, you talk like kind of like uh the the chain the, the the chain snatching a couple of years ago, right? right. It's, it's not Bounty Gate, but we know it's coming. Anybody right. that's been paying attention knows it's coming. You are so lucky. This microscope's on Washington. Like, it, it, if it wasn't, your brother would have got the dirtiest blindside hit, if not plural hits, that game over that shit. Because you're lucky it's not a division rival. If Pat, if Pat Mahomes is the Giants quarterback or the Cowboys quarterback, Bounty Gate, like twice a year, that is that's some beef shit in, in football, especially mostly because he's, he's passed away and way too young. But as a Giants fan, if that's on some like, yo, you're really like, why? And, and, and again, it's just silly. And that's what I'm saying. It's silly. Um, and like I said, with the Kyrie thing, right? Again, you th- you might think you're trying to help. You might think you're trying to defend the person that you love, like the you know the Ravens thing. I, I'm sure that Ravens fan was heckling him and heckling his wife, and he thought pouring the water on him was like, you know, trying to defend his brother's honor. Right? You're not helping. I know. Oh, no, yeah, like you know, you could have been you could have been completely in the right by doing that, but even or felt like you were in the right by doing that. But even if you did that and you were right. You're wrong, because yeah, because that, that that Ravens fan is just a Ravens fan. No one's gonna remember that person's name, for better or worse. And probably how, as much as it eats at you inside, you're Pat Mahomes' little brother. Yeah, fucking and, act and, like it. And, and it, like you know, like I said in the Kyrie pod, like like I know we're trying to help. Stop helping because you're not helping. It, it's it's just maturing. The Kyrie pod, bro. It was oh, the, next pod. the next pod, whatever. You know, <laughs> the the. It's it's a maturity thing that that has to come with everybody. And it's hard, especially when it's a loved one, right? Like you want to defend them, you want to do everything you can to help. And and, and in his case, let's be honest, he like he likes living in that spotlight. And that's cool that he travels to all the games with his brother. It's cool that he that he that he's getting to experience the world, that type of world. That that's an experience that you're never going to get again, right? They're not guaranteed to get those type of experiences. Soak it all in, but you got it. But you got to be responsible about it. And I don't want to kill him because he's twenty one. He's a kid and he's dumb. And we've all done stupid. Oh, things. you know, you're good. I get the right to call you a dumb fuck this week. I'm not right. gonna hold it against you forever. It, you, it, it it's the flat Earth Kyrie flat Earth equivalent right now. It is something we got to throw in your face to remind you of that stupid shit you did. So when you're thirty one, you can laugh at it. That's how life works, man. You should have people around you clowning you about your dumb shit. Everybody. That's that's just what we all need. You should have somebody around you that that the second you do some dumb shit, they look at you like, you know you're fucked up, right? It's like, no, I didn't. All right. 
All right, don't get, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Everybody needs people to check them. No, yeah, absolutely. That, and and it looks like the little brother. You're living your best life, bro. Live your best life. Get your TikToks off. But at the same time, don't fuck up what's letting you live your best life. Don't right. don't be a cause of stress. But no. like, I'm sorry, I would have brought that up first because I still think DK Metcalf is way stupider than that. So, no, absolutely. Um, you know, we talked about contenders last week. Yeah, the, the Browns are one of my contenders. They don't look like a contender right now. Everybody's hurt. Both their running backs are hurt. Both their, both their tackles are hurt. Their quarterback is hurt. If if one wide receiver isn't hurt, the other one's hurt. They're just a mess right now. They, their defense it hasn't looked good. Um, they are a mess. And I had Lions, Browns, and Bears on my because all three of those teams just seem to be spiraling right now. The poor well, Lions can't get a win. Jared Goff's getting called out by his coach. It's just a mess. I don't I don't know. On the Browns front, just to be the Giants fan, I as I, I killed them for trading Odell. And I was asked, you know, in one of the groups we're in, hey, Giants fans, do you miss Odell? And I'd be lying if I said yes. Like, even with all the injuries to the wide receivers, I, I can detach how great he was during his time as a Giant and then look at his career. So in 2014, uh, these are his receiving yards per, per game by season. So the season, uh, the average per game yards for, for, per season. In 2014, he averaged 108.8 yards. In 2015, it was 96.7 yards. In 2016, it was 85.4 yards. In 2017, it was 75.5 yards. 2018, 87.7 yards. And then 2019, 64.7 yards. 2020, 45.6 yards. And then finally, this season, he's averaging 41.3 yards. What a fall from grace from a wide receiver that was on pace when he was a giant before that bit first major injury. He was on pace to have career numbers that mirrored Randy Moss. And as you can tell, the last three years, that ain't happening. So obviously injuries have been a big part injuries. of injuries. Um, but also they, they function better with them out of the lineup. Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback when he's zero right. chemistry with Odell. Yeah, when he's spraying the ball out, and even when Odell's open, he for some reason doesn't throw it to him. It's just a whole. They have know, no chemistry. They have no chemistry. No, like, like I could be the Giants fan and blame Baker for that, or be the, the, the like you said, the the armchair quarterback and be like, oh well, it's just on the quarterback to get the you know all the wide receivers involved. We know who Odell is for better or worse. He is going to be 29 this year in, in, in the next couple of weeks. He's going to be 29 years old. His physical prime might be behind him already because he was all about speed and the injuries matter. Some of the passes, chemistry or not, that we've seen him drop as a Brown are the ones you need to catch. Because if, if, if you were all just speed, there's always going to be a faster guy in the NFL. Like speed does not last. You can't teach well, speed. And to be fair, and to be fair, it wasn't just speed. He, has, he had speed, and he had at least that one hand, which is no, yeah, no. That's my point. If but if the hands are gone, 
if you're if you're dropping first downs, like ten yard passes, you're but dropping also, them. But see, that's another thing too is his confidence gone right when you're out of lineup that much and the team is winning without you. Because to be fair to Odell, his behavior has been phenomenal since he's been in Cleveland. Right, uh, one of the reasons why he was traded from New York is because you know he was. Uh, you know, he, he was a you know he was a, a head case, and he just let the fame get to him. He was the king of New York at the time. The Knicks sucked, the Jets sucked, the Yankees weren't that good, the Mets stunk, stunk. He was the show in New York on, on a think, bad team. On a bad team, I think that did let get to his head, and he was who's passionate. He's a competitor, but I think that's another thing too. Sometimes you got to be you. If that passion and that competitive drive are what makes you great then sometimes you got to find that healthy balance. I feel like when he went to Cleveland, he went there with the mindset of, all right, let me be more mature. Let me not make a big deal. Let me just be one of the guys. Let me just let my game for, speak for itself. And I feel like maybe that's hurting him too. Like sometimes some guys need that juice. Like Draymond Green is better when he's demonstrative because that gets him going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes for better or for worse, you're going to have to deal with the technical fouls and stuff like that. But usually a pissed off Draymond Green is a better Draymond Green. Um, and maybe it's the same thing with Odell because he's just not that guy anymore because he's trying to do the right thing and not be a distraction and not be like in the headlines he doesn't have that it factor anymore. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. And, and and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that fire, that juice to, to get you going. Cause Odell, I guarantee you uh, New York giants, Odell would have been gotten, gotten the ball a lot more. Like, yeah, I'm open every time. Throw me the damn ball. And Baker Mayfield would have been throwing him the ball every single time. And I guarantee you with more catches, like with more opportunities, he'd be putting up better numbers. Now, they might not be winning, but he'd be putting up better numbers. He's sacrificing his numbers for the team, but now the team is not even winning. And part of the reason why they're not winning is because they have to get him involved, more involved in that offense. So I don't know. I don't know what the what the what the deal is. Maybe he does need to get traded. I would hate that because you know, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not Odell, it's not Odell, not Odell, but like he's become a distraction even without becoming a distraction. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him because I, I I know he's not trying to be that. And and just for uh, before we wrap it up here, just a follow up from last week because we did our contenders and pretenders, and I was the one defending the Raiders. Um, and I got some flack from a boy Christian over uh, saying that the I don't you know the the, the Broncos are pretenders, right? Uh, the Broncos lost this weekend to the Raiders, didn't they? Pretty badly, thirty four to twenty four. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of John Grunin. I thought that was an attack on the Raiders to make them suck or something. And they get the, the first win out the gate with the new coach against the Broncos, who I said weren't aren't that good. Yeah. This one, I, mean, I just wanted to pat myself on the back. And, and a lot of times, you know, those first couple of weeks after a major head coaching change, you see the team rally behind the new guy. So it's, it's still a long season. We'll see. Oh, we got plenty of season left. The That's Raiders, why when you said the, the, the lines are bad, I was like, bro, we got plenty of time to talk about the lines and possible directions. I feel like the lions and the giants, and I'm sorry, Detroit are going to be the ones that are the big, you know, these two teams are looking for GM head coaches this off season. That's how I feel. And, and I feel like Detroit's going to lose 
strictly because for whatever reason, because of four rings in, in 40 years, uh, the Giants are the more attractive job. Even though I feel like if Detroit just turns it around. I don't think Dan Campbell's going to get fired, though. I think they really like him. They're playing hard. They're playing hard. It's just they've had some really bad bounces literally go their way in terms of some of these losses. Jared Goff, unfortunately, just isn't that type of dude to get you over the hump. Like when you need him to step up, he's just a guy. He's not bad. He's not great either. Like, but they're stuck with him because that they're stuck with that contract. So I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback in the draft. Oh. Okay, this is the last thing because I just remembered it because you had the Bears on there too. I like how you put the Bears on there, but didn't mention uh, Aaron Rodgers. I still own you. Because uh, to me, like that's <laughs> that's great. Yo. I'm sorry. Like, that's the it, wrestling fan in me. That's the wrestling fan in me going mega heel. Like that's the type of that's the type of shit that I see. Even if it was like like I I hate the Eagles. Right. Part of me at least respects Deshaun Jackson because you talk shit. You're like, like it's it's part of sports. I, I'm not taking it personally. That wasn't oh, like no, I, I don't. I guess my point is like everybody misses the bill. Oh, look what he said to the bear. Like who gives a fuck? It's the bears. Like and, he still like, owns them. He owns them. Okay, cool. See, see, see about my Wisconsin hate. That's why Aaron Rodgers is a big part of it. Why? Because all these damn cheeseheads act like the Packers are some first class organization because they got lucky twice. You got lucky with two legendary quarterbacks. Lucky. You don't, but you don't hate Wisconsin the way you hate Indiana. Because Wisconsin, I was going to say Wisconsin doesn't have a pro basketball team as I watch them. <laughs> I do hate them. West, Wisconsin directly fucked over your team. Indiana did no such thing, but yet you hate Indiana. I hate both of them. No, but no, but you're hate. All right, all right. I'll make it a point to go on more Wisconsin rants. Okay, thank you. That thank was about you. to say. This is the first time I've ever even heard you talk about Wisconsin as a state, but you have this loathing. <laughs> as a state. Like you said, as a state. <laughs> you, you have this loathing <laughs> hatred for Indiana. Have you ever even been there? Like, why would I go to Indiana? They're most no, known know, for corn and cars. I have cars. I live in the first world. There's cars everywhere. I don't know that I need to go to Indiana to go into a bunch of circles for cars. That's not what I need to go for. What's a Hoosier? Tell me. What is it? No, exactly. That's stupid. Wisconsin sucks too. Oh, you're a badger. Ooh. <laughs> I just, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. Like you say, Indiana Rob Charles, and he just goes like freaking rabies on you. Um, just like Indiana. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's just a random state. Like, at least I, you know, why I hate Ohio. I lived there for five years. Like, there's a there's a rationale behind, behind my hatred for this Midwest state. Your Midwest hatred is just like, nah, I just don't like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, well, why? You don't even have a reason, Reggie Miller. That one time, I said, didn't the Nets win that series? Yeah, but still, fuck that guy. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. But yeah, Giannis, yo, yo, you ever watch Giannis? Good for him. Because like, well, well, part of Wisconsin too is my Giants got like the first big wins in Lambeau in the freezing cold. So I got to make them perp- like I got to make them sad over there. So a lot of that hatred. Indiana. Fuck Indiana. I don't care. Like, why do you keep saying Indiana? <laughs> like, 
because your logic isn't computing. Your math ain't mathing. That's what I'm saying. Like, your math is not mathing right now. All right. Where can they find you, bro? One and one is not equaling two here, and I don't, I just don't understand. You don't, you know, listen, if you give me, fine, I'll go on a, on more cheesehead rants because that's stupid. Is like, I, and I really think that Packers fans are some of the worst fans in sports. Like, they, it doesn't make sense to me why they're a national team. What? Like the Packers fans, they're some of the worst fans. Mm-hmm. They are right. the most pretentious group of football fans that aren't Steelers fans. Oh, we get the most cha- championships if you can't. I don't care. I just don't care. If it wasn't for Brett Favre, you Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and they both got one. So good for them. They're both legends. I really do think that. I used to say Aaron Rodgers was the greatest quarterback ever. I don't think mm-hmm. that's true anymore. He's, he's in the conversation, but I just don't think it's true anymore. Time has proved it differently because statistically speaking, if Stafford was on that same team, he could have won. Right. Like, okay, you, the, the fucking, I got to get called my, my two Super Bowls that I've been alive for lucky, right? The two Eli Manning Super Bowls. What the fuck were the Packers Super Bowls? Those were aberrations. You, you know what I'm talking about. They got one from you guys. And that doesn't even seem like it should have happened now. They were talking all that shit. Now, this is like, this could be a, a, a dynasty or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Clay Matthews got more fucking commercials than titles. Calm down. All the shit that people want to talk about Baker Mayfield. Discount double checked. Okay, we're done. <laughs> oh, you're just trying to get me to rant. Why are you trying to do this? I'm going to take you on like a Midwest road trip. And Why like, would you do that? And just watch you just like spontaneously come bust. Like as we cross the border, like, oh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Oh no, Nebraska! Yeah, I'd be scared. I'd be scared. I'm probably gonna get murdered by somebody from one of those states. Oh my God, we're in Nebraska. We're well, in you know, the- you know what? The only thing that Indiana ever did for anybody was the Jacksons and Freddie Gibbs. That's what Indiana gave me. So thank you, Indiana. That's it. Thank so, you for Michael Jackson and thank I, you for Freddie Gibbs. I need to ask: Do you not hate Michigan because of Eminem? <laughs> I gotta ask that because now, now it's. I don't hate Michigan because of Detroit, Motown, and Eminem. Okay, because now it makes sense. So if they didn't give you a rapper that he's okay with, fuck them all. So that's okay. Now see, I like Cleveland. Boom, 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 boom. That's okay. Tell me who I'm gonna hate, man. Fuck the whole man. No, I'm kidding. I knew knew there was a missing piece here. I knew it. Okay, you can find me at Never for (laughs) Brittany. Underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> what's going on? You're finding me the Chuck D on all the socials. We're at the underscore dope blog on Instagram. We are from the garbage state. I mean, the garden state and not one of these fake ass, you know, I don't know why you got me started. Why, why did you make it about me? You know why? Because you got me started with the Naruto thing at the beginning of the pod. So now, now we got to just... I never watched Naruto. Naruto. Stop it. Naruto. 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 
Am I saying it differently? Naruto. 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 Not Naruto. Not Naruto. It's Naruto. Not Naruto. <laughs> you keep saying it like that. It's not how you say it. <laughs> Naruto. You're just fucking with me. Why? <laughs> it's Naruto. If you're on Instagram, please like us, <laughs> share, and comment. Please don't go away. We we love you. This guy is insane. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. You didn't. You forgot to plug the YouTube. I just said if you're on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. No, you said Instagram. Oh shit! If you're on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. We love you guys. Uh, pray for me, Naruto. As we Naruto. Yes, there you go. As we continue to discuss other people's excellence, I'm sorry, Indiana. I'm sorry. What are you fucking apologizing to Indiana for? Because you have this unrational hatred. For what I, I said, thank you for the Jacksons and Freddie Gibbs. Am I missing something? You're 32 years of hatred for one man. It's Number one, hasn't been 32. The, the, the series didn't happen 32 years ago. Thank you very much. And number two, name the other thing that Indiana gave me here in New Jersey that I should be like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. What? No. Exactly. They didn't do shit. So you hate them? Don't bother me. I'm working. Don't bother me. I'm working. Don't bother me.